on this episode of the AIE Podcast. Join the AIE WinterCon 2021 for some frosty fun. AIE Alliance is turning two. Aww. Adorable. Mm-hmm. Soul Tour ends a very long story arc with new things that are in store for 2021. All of your favorite weekly events are back, baby. And we are our own guests and have completely forgotten how to podcast. These things happen. All that and so much more are coming up right about now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE Podcast. And welcome to episode 358 of the podcast celebrating you, the Alea Yakta S gaming community. The die has been podcast. Greetings, guildies. This is Mucow. And to my virtual left, possibly physical as well, is Makala. Hey guys, there are some pumpkin uh, chai waffles in the guild kitchen. Yes, this week, waffles won out. And to her right and down the stairs, I think. Downstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It is Ted Uh I need spreadsheets again. I have alts. I have altitis. <laughs> yes, and this week we're going to be doing a host show, and we're going to be talking about our altitis a bit. <laughs> so welcome us. Yeah. Yay! Our show. Yep. yep. Um, we're okay. So we'll talk about what we're doing on our break shortly. But first, let's go ahead and cover what's been going on for this week and beyond. AIE news. As we alluded to in the uh, start of the show, uh, AIE winter. Winter or AIE Con Winter 2021. We're looking at the weekend of January 22nd. There is a large post on the guild website at aie-guild.org. We also have a link in the show notes. Um, you're gonna find um signups for board games and D will start this week, and you'll want to get in there and get a slot. Uh, watch for take a look at the AIE website um and Discord channel, which is AIE Sorry, AIECon-January-21 for more information. And Ted, what can you tell us about the con? So we are going to have a number of people running D&D games and other games. It's going to be family board games as well, or virtual board games, uh, possibly some Jackbox. Uh, Ooh, fun. Yeah, just a lot of let's get together and make what we would normally do like in the game room or the, the virtual, uh, you know, physical gathering when we do frog pants games or BlizzCon in the guild hall and make it virtual. Um, Marcus and a couple others have really been working their tail off to get this all organized. There is a schedule up. There will be time slots available to sign up. So make sure you get signed up for it. And, um, Yeah, like I said, definitely keep your eye on the Discord channel and that guild page, um, the AIECon-Winter-2021. And uh, yeah, it's exciting. It is the weekend of January 22nd through the 24th. So, you know, it's going to be a little bit of a little bit of... uh, you know, each day have something scheduled. There'll be a town hall. Um, give me just a second. There was one other thing I wanted to mention. So we are going to do just like a normal, you know, AIE gathering. We are going to do presentation and panels. Um, we're going to kick it off with our guild town hall, and then we'll have a closing event to wrap up the w- weekend, possibly a, a live version of some of our a- AIE podcasts. We'll have to see. So we may go awesome. back to back or actually okay w- that's the weekend we would be broadcasting anyway so um well, yeah yeah exactly so it may just dovetail yeah. right into this um everything will be on awesome. twitch also shared live in discord um there'll be some casual games some board games D um yeah so everything kicks off 6 p.m 
I hate you, Max. I hate you so much. <laughs> Hang on. Doing math. Everything kicks Max off. Math? I can't do math. 6 p.m. Central. Okay, is it? So okay, so that would be 7 5 p.m. Eastern? Eastern. No, 7 Eastern, 5 yeah. um, Mountain, 4 Pacific. 4 Pacific, yeah. yeah. So that's when the Guild Town Hall kicks off. There'll be a, a two-hour of podcast live, then some casual game sessions on Friday night, and then Saturday is casual games, board games, D&D. Uh, they are, we are on here for the AIE podcast live. And then the closing event will be two hours, uh, after when we normally, uh, normally okay. start. So, yep. Cool. I'll have to take a look at the D and D signups because I've been known to roll a few dice. Yes, exactly. Indeed. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for that update, Ted. And again, there is a big post on the Guild website, and there's a Discord channel, AIECon-January-2021, if you want to keep posted, keep your eyes there for signups and events. All right. Uh, mandatory fun night. Um, it's a new year. Most of our mandatory fun nights and other events are back in process. Um, mandatory fun night, where the fun is mandatory, but the attendance is not. On Sunday, we have WoW Classic at 2 p.m. Eastern. Um, Sunday, STO um, right now, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Monday, Guild Wars 2 at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Tuesday, SOTOR, 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, sorry, 9 p.m. Eastern. Eight, I was already doing it max time. Yeah, mm-hmm. 8, 8 p.m. max time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's in my brain. I'm sorry. Uh, Tuesday, Final Fantasy 14 casual rating, 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Wednesday, Final Fantasy Fun Night, 9 p.m. Eastern. Thursday, Final Fantasy Progression Night, Progression Rating, 9.30 Eastern. Yeah, yeah. I see you smiling in the chat, Max. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Friday, ESO, 9 p.m. Eastern. Friday, Final Fantasy Late Night Fun, 11 p.m. Eastern. Saturday, Lotro at 8.30 Eastern. Uh, Saturday, um, Final Fantasy Maps Night at 9.30 Eastern, and New Braid, also on Saturday at 11 p.m. Eastern. All right. And in Guild Podcast News, Fleet Action Report, Episode 25, Guest Stars Part 2, Nicodus and Grebog fight through the internet issues. <laughs> Shocking internet issues. <laughs> Who has those? During the live yeah. show. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> to bring you this episode we are back with more of the guest stars of the star trek online and the voice acting they have done to help bring sto to life and in please raise, your, please raise your hand if you've been personally victimized by right. um by internet issues during a what are you trying Live to start podcast. the show sorry yeah or i'm in this update and i don't like it or streaming yeah uh, yeah yeah Fleet Action Report 26, Enemies Part 5. Nicodus and Grebog are back for another episode of the Fleet Action Report. This time they go into some of the Servitor races of the Iconians. Come and see the combat abilities of the three of STO's greatest threats. And speaking of Max, in Sotor the Escape Podcast, 2021 Predictions, Episode 366. They kick off the new year with their 2021 predictions and more on the episode. And not to be left out, the aforementioned Marcus from the organizing the AIE con working class nerds, Marcus and Nick sit down with the Kaiman. Uh, sorry, Chimeri. Chimeri is a Twitch streamer who specializes in Star Wars video games content, specifically SOTOR's PvP. They talk about the new High Republic comics and books, a whole lot about Chimeri's rise to Twitch streaming success. You can find Chimeri at twitch.tv, the Chimeri, K-Y-M-E-R-I. And you can find Marcus at twitch.tv slash Marcus B814. And in Imperium Ludi news, we have a dual universe update. Um, they have been hard working developing new ship designs to sell to other players in the game. Uh, is that PKH Vasco um, has uh, begun selling a warp shuttle and is receiving good reviews on it. Uh, the planned cyberpunk style city is coming along, and we will see this, some design changes coming soon. Probably nowhere near as many bugs as cyberpunk itself. <laughs> Probably and, not. <clears throat> 
Alioth Airspace Aerospace Expo for January was pushed back after the last major update, allowing everyone more time to prepare their ships to be showroom ready. And a rework of one of the org's original ships is underway to make it more viable to be sold to other players within the game. Sensing a theme. Yep. Um, <clears throat> update 0.23 came in the game on December, causing major changes to crafting and industry, which has affected the way everyone plays the game. Okay, and in WoW news, New Braid has restarted, has restarted after the expansion slash winter break. They'll be running LFR for the next few weeks, so there is a eye-level requirement of 170 to join. Alliance update. Um, Aaliyah Octa S. Virtus on Earth and Ring US will be coming up on its two-year anniversary in March. They are recruiting. They invited over 800 characters, local board cam, this morning. Um, oh, they were, I'm sorry. They were invited their 800 character. Welcome aboard Karn. Thank you. Words are hard this morning with two more invites approved. They continue to get new people who are either coming back to the game after a many year gap, our horde friends checking out the Alliance side or some people who are either new to wow or looking for a large family environment, friendly, uh, friendly, casual environment to play in. They had new members that found us through frog pants. Welcome aboard, Yoper, and Fez's wife came back to the game after a year away. Um, Mythic runs happen weekly to help folks see content and gear up for raid. Uh, remember, you can always find the guild officers in Discord at the LFO channel by pinging them at officers. You can request WoW guild invites via the in-game system by searching Aliyah Aspertus, even though there are no, even when there are no officers online. Just remember, you have to go back to guilds and communities. To accept the invite once an officer approves it. Uh, there's additional updates over on our website. Look for the AIE Warcraft Alliance update. Um, entry on 10 January 2021. And in WoW Classic News. Sorry, can you tell that I've been dealing with the non non-US dating? Um burning Crusade Rumors. I appreciate it, as I now have to date everything that way. Uh-huh. Uh, Burning Crusade rumors uh, with a launch date before the summer vacation seems distinct. Um, seems distinct servers, so classic will remain. Hopefully, we'll get some solid information from BlizzCon Line in February. Next Ramus is in full swing, which is the last of the classic raids. Mew, re- remind me, because my brain wants to say, did they bring guild banks in? Burning Crusade, or did they bring that in during Wrath? I thought it was Burning Crusade. Like, at the end of Burning Crusade to deal with all the raiding issues. That sounds about right. That's when things were really starting to uh, to get going. Like, that, yeah. there was a lot of raids in Burning Crusade, and okay. I can see that being a thing. But yeah, I'd have to check the, check the logs. Exactly. All right. And switching from fantasy over to sci-fi, SOTOR. During the high holidays, we continued with MFN on Tuesdays and Mega each month. They ran in the new year, not only with their 2021 first 2021 MFN this week, but also the first Master Mode Friday night of 2021. During MFN, they took on some of the world bosses they don't normally do, which provided a chance for some guildies to see them for the first time. The end of the year in SOTOR bought one last story beat to the finale of a story that has been going on for essentially nine years. Yeah. You thought vanilla lasted a while? No. This was nine years. Yeah. And with that also came the seeds of a new story. We have hints to go on, and we think the new villain of the galaxy might be Darth Malgus. If it is him, it should be a wild ride. Malgus is a nuanced character who's been on both sides of torture and slavery. He's he has known unbridled power, but also love and lost. He's been a ruler and a rebel. There's a lot of speculation about who else might be involved, and we're all looking forward to see how it plays out. And tune in Tuesday nights for MFN and Friday nights for Master Mode Flashpoints and Achievements. Stay tuned for more info on the January Mega. And in Final Fantasy fourteen news... We do have one big update coming uh, January 21st, and that's patch 5.41. It'll hit, and this one's going to likely focus on crafting, at least crafting for the Ishgard restoration. 
Uh, the Sky Builders rankings will complete then, so expect a mad dash to craft because if you want to get those goodies, you need to finish it up, get up high. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I very much expect lots of crafting. Um, of course, we just had uh, 5.4 come out with the uh, last bits of story. Um, we may we may see a 5.5, but uh, I guess we'll see. I think they're going to have their own little kind of BlizzCon-y thing um, coming before too long. Nice. Um, but but uh, but yeah, um, the last little bits of story um, to kind of not only clean up the last bits of uh, shadow uh, shadow bringers, but to give you those seeds to the next story, whatever it might be. Uh, that's what you're going to see. And uh, it's probably going to be lots of empire. So uh, I hope you like uh, going after Imperials. I mean, and not the star Wars. Right. I do actually <laughs> like going after Imperials, but I mean the star Wars types. Yeah. When yeah. she's flying her tie fighter. Oh, shit, shut up. <laughs> Do shut up, darling. I hate you. I hate you. All right. Evidently, Max is the only one we dislike today. Um, And ESO ESO news. Two weeks after the holiday break, the first MFN on 2021 happened on Friday night. They chatted about how they all spent the holidays while clearing public dungeons. As usual, there was a. Okay, I then. read it the way it was written. Thank you God. Did. You did very well. I, you know what? I know Kenny. I know Kenny. She would do that to me. Yeah. <laughs> she would so do that. Yeah. 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 I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Wow. We're just, we're just going right to AI after dark, aren't we? Yeah. Um, well, as we usual, did, we didn't remember how to podcast. Come on. Yeah. What's Podcasts podcast? are hard. Um, as usual, there was at least one death caused by re- gravity to make sure MFN for the year started off correctly. Probably Kenny. Um, now that the holidays are behind us, MFNs are back on the schedule. January 21st at four at 5 p.m. Eastern time, there'll be a global reveal event on Bethesda's Twitch channel to introduce the 2021 chapter and year-long adventure. Nice. wonder how they're affected by Microsoft buying them. Yeah, that's going to be how that starts to lead into it. Yeah. All right. And in STO news, they are expecting a big announcement as well sometime soon in regards to the anniversary event. The thing, the thing that they are currently doing is the Admirality event, which in which increases experience from the Admirality system, and they continue to work on the Spire. So just pop into the STO channel if you have questions, and they'll let you know what we're working on. And a real quick update from Guild Wars 2, since they haven't had any uh, new content in a bit. Um, the only thing we have going with us is that we have a Dungeon in More Night coming up Friday, January 15th at 9 p.m. Eastern. So if you are hoping to do Dungeons there, that's the time to get on. Um, all right. And a large one news. During SNL, they stayed casual to end the year and to start the year. They'll be going back into uh, P versus MP this Saturday. 2021, they'll be trying to run more group content. As guildies get to its higher level, they'll try to do past endgame, going into current endgame stuff. And the next update is supposed to bring uh, bring game performances improvements. All right. That news, let's get back to us. Yay! All about us! Alright. So, I think yeah, we I guess we need to start up there. Upper left. Up. <laughs> Upper left. Uh, well, uh, my upper left is 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 Mikala. So, yeah. all right. So, what are you what even are, up to? Um, about four foot ten, <laughs> five foot two in my favorite heels. Accurate. Yeah, so um, lots of heels action over the break. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, let's see. So, what have I been up to? Um, read a little bit during Christmas break. Um, I got the uh, book for Lovecraft Country, so I'm re- reading that. Um, not enough reading because I you know, always need more more books. Um, let's see what else did not get too much gaming in, even the the dice t- style, um, because all the holidays happened on Thursdays, and we have a regular D and D game on Thursday, so that did not happen near as much. Um, and we didn't do our campaign with Roe very much over the holidays; just real life kept happening. Uh, but we did have a lot of fun. We did a um, 
Call of Cthulhu Holiday One Shot that ended up being a two shot because well, you, we isn't that normal? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the first well, the first the Halloween one we did was an actual one shot, yeah. which was which was actual which was really nice. Um, pretty scary. Yeah. Oh, very scary. It's called <laughs> Cthulhu. Um, you know, it was the Plainview Academy massacre. So. Yeah, our characters were the ones that survived this this massacre at this academy. Um, so for for Christmas, we took the same characters, which are now these you know poor kids who are in desperate need of um, major psychological help, and they were trapped in a a house over the holidays where they were supposed to have gone. Basically, they had been in an institution for a few months. Um, they were sent to this house by this government agency just to lay low until after the new year. And then <laughs> they would talk to us. Um, and it was like one of the party member, one of the other survivors, um, their parents' house and their parents were in Europe. Which was all fun and games until we he was sent a ancient Tibetan knife. And then these really weird creatures came to get the knife. Um, which appeared to be um, which appeared to be almost like Santa's elves. Oh, yeah. Um, they were not Santa's elves, but they were <laughs> um, you know, you know, masqueraded as such. Um, mm. and then it was a terror in the middle of the woods near Arkham. Um, the good thing is though, we all survived with six hit points between all of us. Wow, we all almost got yeah, yeah. And like, it's not like D anD D where you have like. A lot of hit points, like no. you have usually between nine and twelve hit points. Wow. Um, so yeah, so we we did all survive. Um, we all remained sane. Um, and we did um achieve the objectives. So with Call of Cthulhu, you get diff- different object you get um sanity points and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um to um, depending on how well you do. So we did achieve all the objectives. Uh, the biggest one being to make sure they didn't get the knife. Because right. had they gotten the knife, it actually, they would then be able to do a ritual that would have, you know, brought about the end of civilization. As usual. Minor thing. As usual. Right, right, right. And this is on the shoulders of, you know, a bunch of kids between 16 and 18. Yep. So it is a lot of fun, though, because these are side characters that we kind of just play occasionally. Um, And then also with the same group, we again, we did a side adventure uh, where we put aside our 10th level characters and we are doing a a short a short adventure. It's not it's not supposed to be a one shot, uh, but a short adventure where um, we're playing characters in an area called Winterhaven. Mm-hmm. And basically, um, during the festival, the village was attacked by the Snow Queen. Um, and we have to, and a bunch of children were taken, and we have to save them. And the first thing we needed to do was defeat the Krampus. Gotcha. Um, which then, um, no. There was a harp that could control the, the Krampus. I am playing a bard. Now, my bard's a blade master blard, so she's not really like a normal music. Like, her magic is done through her blade work instead of um, the normal music, but she has a music, but she has music abilities. That's what my bard's always, always going to have that. Um, so we were able to steal the harp, and I made a natural 20 on my performance check. Oh, nice. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So style. that was delightful. Yeah, with style. <laughs> With wow. style. Yes, we did, in fact, get the Krampus out of Krampus. Yeah, yes. yes. So, um, so now we've gotten through the Krampus. We have now, we're trying to get the um, heart of the Ice Queen so we can free her. Um, and we just went back in time um, 10 years to where um, the village had been attacked and her family, which were the, the ruling Arab people of the area um, initially, um, where basically her father was was killed, her mother was captured, her br- little brothers were killed, which is what made her the Ice Queen. Uh, but we actually successfully got her and her brothers out and changed history. So we have half of... Ha- uh, basically, we have a locket that represents half of her heart. Now we need to find out what we're going to do with that other half. And the 
fun thing with it is it was very there was no battle. It was all skill checks. So with the indie, you normally you're you're fighting, you're fighting, you're fighting. Uh, but we actually went through and said, okay, you need to get from point A to point B. How are you going to do it? Um, you need to get six successes on your skill checks to succeed. Or if you get four failures, you failed. Right. You can't use the same skill more than once. Right. Um, and two people can't use the same skill back to back. Right. It sounds so familiar. sounds really familiar. We, we got all successes. We did not get a failure. Oh, nice. We got yeah, and we're low level characters. We are third right. level characters. Yeah. Um, but we all went with whatever whatever was strongest. Um, yeah. In fact, we got seven successes in a row. Oh, nice. Very out of the nice. six that we needed. So, yeah. So, that's a, so, we've been kind of doing, like, a lot of holiday-themed games. So, that's kind cool. of how, how I geekily spent. And a lot of cooking. A lot of baking. Even though we're in the middle of a pandemic, we didn't have a huge party. <laughs> we made a special dinner for the winter solstice. Um, Where I upped my game on my... Signature dish chicken thingies, yeah, which now are now made with which are now made with with homemade croissants, for and it's really great for the for, for the family, family only. Not, not it's never people. it's not being made this way for a party with sixty to seventy people. No. Um, yeah, yeah, and then we um had Cam's Nobody, parents over for Christmas Eve. Yeah, made a nice dinner for them. Went to my mom's for Christmas Day. Um, and we have really small families, yeah. Uh, which is which makes it much very nice. And then New Year's Eve, instead of doing what we normally do, which is go to our friend Erica and Dennis's house and and play board games on our pajamas, um, we did a nice spread of hors d'oeuvres, and then we um, because we always have Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve in our pajamas, I kind of declared it fancy dress night. Yep. <laughs> so we all dressed up, and it was fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we had hats and sound makers and all that. And, we and actually fancy made clothes. And- yeah, and we actually made it to midnight, sort of. Uh, the kid went to bed early. Um, <laughs> the roommate and I put on Mandalorian, the behind-the-scenes stuff, at like yeah. 11 o'clock because we want something we have to focus on. And then I remember Tet giving me a kiss at midnight saying, Happy New Year. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so we made it to midnight and then we, 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 we were we weren't in bed no. oh and we played um cards against humanity family edition which is still it's still oh. as it's it's not as bad it's not but it's still bad it's fun yeah it's not like oh like there's no cringeworthy stuff yeah but it's still rather rude and delightful which is yeah. funny because when the kid was 14 we were playing the regular version and now that she's 18 we Playing the family version. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Soon you'll be doing apples, apples. <laughs> uh, that was when she was little. Disney version. Um, <laughs> All right. So that's what I. That's what I did on my Christmas break. Okay. Well, then I guess it would be Ted Sammy's turn then. Right. And so, what have you been up to? Uh see, Macala. Anyway, um... <laughs> you gamed though. You played no, a I lot. Did. Yeah, so most of my holiday, because uh, I actually took Christmas week off um, and focused a lot on the WoW expansion. Um, we did uh, focus, we did some Hyrule Warriors. Uh, Ryan and I have been working through that since that got released. That's really fun to do two player. Um, especially in the vehicle fight where she's driving and I'm just the gunner, you know, <laughs> shooting. So that's fun. Um, Should we be concerned about our daughter's driving abilities? Oh yeah, <laughs> okay. every single barricade. No, she's actually really good. <laughs> um, but that's you know, it 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 took a while to get the hang of anticipating when she's going to swing left as you're trying to aim you know, swing right and you're aiming left and all of a sudden your reticule's not where you thought it was, but we, it got better. Um, so we had a lot of fun doing that. Uh, I still need to get back and finish up final fantasy seven remake. Uh, have not mm-hmm. had a chance to do that. Um, but most of my stuff, most of my time has been in the wow expansion. Um, I don't remember last podcast if I had, 
gotten my night elf up to 60 or was on the way, but um, she is 60 and I think like 180 item level gear just due to the the covenant upgrades and the you know the covenant armor and the world quests and all that moving up. Um, but she's anima starved right now, so I've been um, and I'm not focusing on anima because it's you know you have to get a thousand every week and then I just go okay well I'll upgrade this piece of armor since I'm not raiding with her. Um, but she's I'm doing arms worry with her and I notice how much better it's performing than Fury is on Tet. Um, in fact, I saw in the hotfix notes for WoW coming up with realm restarts, uh, they're, they're just bumping all of Fury's abilities by 8%. That's how far behind it was. Um, so, um, that will be interesting to see how that works. Cause I like to do some of the world quests and stuff, um, in both tank and, and DPS. It just, it depends on the mood. Um, so I got her caught up through the Covenant story. She's still behind on the Maw and Torghast because I can't stand doing that on more than one character. Like, I have to pick and say, okay, I'm going to work on this. I'll do Torghast or the Maw today on this character because it's just, it's not fun. It's not as bad because I did get the the mount to drop during the hunt. So I now have oh, a writable wow. mount since I'm not a druid or a worgen. Uh, <laughs> I now have a writable mount, which has made life so much easier to get around. But still, it's like you get to where you need to go and then realize there's a bunch of elites here or there's a bunch of stuff you got to work around. And it's just, it's it's not fun. And Torghast is pack a lunch. You're going to be there for at least an hour. It doesn't matter what you ran. Um, I did make it all the way through the 18 floors of uh, Twisting Corridors Layer 1. Uh, on my, I did that as tank. I always do Torghast as tank. Um, yeah, it's, it's a completely different experience. It is. Like, well, it's interesting because I was dreading opening up Torghast on my Shadow Priest but I got her to 60, and I'm like, okay, well, I'll take her in to rescue Thrall, because that's the first, you know, intro to Torghast you do. And stuff was just melting. And I'm like, she's at like a 150, maybe, item level. Like, she has no gear. Didn't even go through Revendreth at 60, like, because she did the um, Threads of Fate. So hit 60 and basically reported to the Covenant and started on that story. And um, that's terrifying, Macala. Uh, and spiders. Sorry, in, I forgot about the spiders. Yeah, she posted in the <laughs> Discord what they fought. That's terrifying. Um, yeah. But so I got I got Threads of Fate, did that. Um, and so Torghast, at least for the story, doesn't seem to be too bad. Um, we'll see how it is once I actually start the, re- the quote-unquote real corridors yeah um, i i noticed too that like the story torghast is so easy yeah. after dealing with like the, the the real thing and it's yeah night and day changes and whatnot yeah. but and then yeah go ahead no it was, so it was like so the 18 corridors I, I basically did the same strategy i normally do which is i pick up uh basically single target abilities because i have enough aoe damage uh, on Tet as a protection warrior, that I focus on what's going to get the most most um, single target damage. So, like, if I get an ability that says your anything affected by your shout takes thirty percent more damage, great, that works for single target and AOE. Uh, but if I get the one that says like, if you use execute thirty times, it's now usable all the time. Um. <laughs> You know, so that's like I had that by like floor eight. So I had execute from floor eight to floor 18 as my filler. <laughs> so it was basically execute, shield slam, thunderclap. And that was my rotation all the way up. 
Um, and then everything, it was like disempower, you know, thunderclap and whirlwind drawn the three closest enemies. Uh, you're healed for 80% of your whirlwind and your thunderclap damage. Uh, you know, it just, it, it just, by the time, I think I had 80 anima powers by the time I hit 18 and the boss just melted. It was, yeah, it was night and day from the other, from what I've seen from, other people who like hit floor 12 boss and bailed out or they were fine up through 17 hit the 18th boss. And then that was it game over. Um, so yeah, but, but I, so I've gotten the Maldraxxus story current on Tet. Very interesting who we uncovered behind everything in Maldraxxus. I think that's setting up the next raid, honestly. If if we don't see that character in a raid soon, I I would not be surprised. Um, my Arms Hunter, my Night Elf, is a... Uh, Ardenweld. Is in Ardenweld. So she's done that story. And that was fun, getting to see more of the Ysera storyline rescuing souls from the maw that were specifically from uh Teldrassil and some other stuff and um if you haven't once you rescue the the souls in Ardenweld you can go talk to them they're sitting around the the inner ring of of the uh covenant base in Ardenweld so you can go talk to them and each of them have a little bit of uh RP dialogue um that was rough as a horde character because uh, every yeah. every chance they get, they are yelling at you. Oh yeah, which no. it's understandable. It's understandable. You know, you can, you know your your faction is the one that burned their place down. So yeah. they're, they're yeah. a little cranky about that, and yeah, yeah. they remind oh, you of it constantly. Yeah, the other thing that made it made the twisting quarter because Max just reminded me, um, I got the twenty five percent increased anima drop rate at one of the lower levels, like two or three. So I had increased anima gain through the whole tower. Jeez. Um, yeah. yeah. Crazy. And then I just got my priest to 60 yesterday. She's Kyrian. And I am just starting the meat of that storyline. She finished 60 at renowned four. And I was renowned eight or nine by the time I actually started into the story, just doing all the open up the covenant, go get a thousand anima, go get five souls from the maw, that sort of thing. So I'm actually ahead of the story. I'm further ahead of the story. Um, as far as renowned is concerned, like I've opened, there's story just waiting that I have to get through. Um, mm -hmm. So that's, that's what I've been up to. And then I'm probably going to take um, my enhancement shaman um, through the Venthyr line. So we will see how that goes. Um, As um, Seema, sorry, Seema has a real quick question. Yes. Um, now that you've done Twisted Quarter Layer 1, can you go into Layer 2 whenever you like, like yes. regular Torghast? Yep. Awesome. And it's also account-wide. So now that I've oh, opened good. up Twisting Corridor Layer 1, finished it, which opened up Layer 2, I could take my Net Elf, who hasn't been into the Twisting Corridors, into Layer 2, which is odd that they did Twisting Corridors as the account-wide unlock and not... Well, it's it's not that hard if you think about it, because Twisting Corridors, you're not supposed to get anything useful out of it. It's all um, physical stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, cosmetic. And that's why, because... They don't care if you if you get that account wide, but um, the the other stuff it's it, that soul that's ash. Soul well, ash. if if yeah. yeah, that that's why it's you don't get soul ash from the twisting corridors. You get it from the regular Torghast. And if if you had just had your power character just power through everything, and then you just limped through the last layer every week, you know, yeah. the, then that, I think that would just be too overpowered for everyone, and they would cry foul that you know I don't have that powerful class, so I can't do that. Blah blah blah. So right, I, right. I can see that riling people up, but. Yeah, um, no, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So, uh, that's where I'm at. Um, I would recommend, honestly, if you haven't made the choice on an alt, 
unless you've got a solid group of five people that you're going to be leveling with and chain running, you know, dungeons and other stuff, um, Threads of Fate is slow right now. There are ways to make it faster, but a lot of it is go to like go to Bastion, find the um you know the area that says like help clear out the the moss worn of this area. And the problem Quest. is it's like, you know, a meter zero to a hundred, you get like one for killing mm-hmm. a regular person, two for killing an elite, maybe three if you click a box or dispel something. So it makes sense because you do you know, you want to kill a lot of stuff because then your experience goes up, but you're just doing the same area over and over, you know, for, for a while, especially in classes that have trouble with a lot of mobs. Cause those areas are very heavily packed and you're very the only dense. one there. Um, you're almost better off doing the storyline to like 59 and then switching the f- threads of fate um, at like 59 and a half. And that way you don't have to go through all of Revendreth unless you really like Revendreth. Um, yeah, I was going to recommend that too, is, is it, from my experience, I, I have, I have one character done threads of eight and it's, it's honestly just kind of boring. It's <laughs> like, grindy as heck. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all grindy. I mean, yes, you could, you, you might be further ahead with renown um, yeah, and you know, getting anima stuff, but it's so boring. In fact, when you start to, and here, here's the other thing, when you start threads of fate, you don't get that nice covenant intro. You're just okay. You're part of the covenant. Bye. Actually, wow. it, I it, think it, they changed that because did they? when I got on my priest, when I got to sixty, I went to Orobos, talked to the voice of um, I call her the voice of the prophet, but that's not it. The voice of the arbiter. And then mm-hmm. she says, okay, go to your, you know, go to, go to your covenant area and report to this person. You go to them and they, at least it, for the Kyrian, they took me in and did the ceremony. Uh, yeah. But when uh, they must've changed that because when I first did that, cause I, I did, I did the full thing on a Kyrian and right. then I, I, for, for my hunter, which I figured would have an easy time doing things on their own and, and grinding. Mm-hmm. I did the night fay. And they're just oh. like, okay, here's your night fate abilities. So you didn't see, get to see the play? No, but luckily, um, my next character, my druid, was going to be night fate as well. That's why I had one that would just go straight through and one that was going to do the full experience. So I had my druid go through the full experience. Yeah, because it just because that's what I found too is that it's it's it, it's so much faster because like my my hunter is still like level fifty five, but my druid is sixty and has been sixty for a while. Yeah. So it's just it's so much faster having that main story quest. Um, thanks final fantasy 14. Um, but it's like, you just, you you just burn through that. In fact, like I actually figured out uh, the, the best way to do it is if you have an idea of what covenant you're going to pick, when you get to that covenant in the main story quest, focus on their side stuff. Yeah. Get all your, don't worry about get all your, exactly. Leave the other, other covenants alone and only do the main story quest. Yeah. And consistently so far, that's been enough to get me to 60. And then yeah. I'm, I'm uh, I hit sixty right about in in Revendreth, maybe a couple of quests extra, and then you're good to go. You get your you get your covenant story, and you know you're, and it, it worked well. But I'm glad okay. to hear because I know they've changed a lot of things. I know they changed it so that it was no longer a you have to choose one period like that. That's how it was in the very beginning when they, yeah. as soon as you show up in Orobo, so it's like are you Threads of Fate or are you doing the story quest? And you can't change your mind. So they changed right. it at some point so that you can start the main story quest and then change your mind if you get partway through. Like you get the 16, exactly. you're still way at the, nowhere near the end. But yeah, I'm glad to hear they fixed it yet again to allow that that little opening montage thing because it definitely it felt so anticlimactic. Just say, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm a night fay. Okay, see ya. <laughs> no, 100%, 100%. Yeah, if you don't get that intro part, it it that's like half the flavor of why i joined so that's why when i did my night elf i was worried about that so i took her through the leveling process she hit 60 in ardenweld had to do all of revendreth at 60 and then 
you know, just to make sure that she got the the intro. But I was pleasantly surprised. At least my priest doing Kyrian, you go to Oribos once you hit 60, you talk to the voice of the Arbiter, they tell you, go to Bastion, talk to this person. That person says, oh, we're so glad you joined us. Let's, you know, get you introduced to the Covenant, and then you get the full tour of the the Covenant mm-hmm. after the ceremony. Thanks. So that's what I've been up to. What about you, Mew? <laughs> a lot of the same stuff. Uh, a little bit different order, but uh, pretty much, yeah. I've, uh, one of the things I've found interesting, and I don't know if it's just I've gotten rusty into the D- DPS side of things, but it just it, it it feels like the expansion for tanks. Like, and, and oh, yeah. it's not just 100%. like it just. I see so many more tanks. Like, there's no longer a t- you know a tank uh, a bypass queue. It's now it's all healers because no one wants to play a healer <laughs> because. Well, it's it's like as a healer, like like Torghast is not well tuned for healers. That, that's just they haven't figured that out yet. It just doesn't feel right. Um, and it's like you're you're not only you're not doing a ton of uh, damage, but um, it, it you can you, of course you're going to stay alive the whole time, but it just okay. it takes forever to whittle them down. And and Torghast is kind of designed to you burst it down. If it's alive too long, it's going to really start messing with you. <laughs> yeah. So and but as a tank, you can just go through like you 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 start cautious and you're just kind of picking a few off at a time, but then you start getting some powers and you're like, hmm, I can take off you know a quarter of the room, I can take off half, and I can take the whole room on. And it's, <laughs> it's like you're just burning through things as a tank, and you're doing DPS. So yeah. like the the big difference I've had is because the uh, my paladin tank is so tanky, like all I do is just get DPS stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's 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 been the big difference. Is in the past the tank would survive everything, but it would take forever to kill stuff. Well, now right, with right. Torghast, now you're getting those abilities and, you're, and DPSing. Yeah. And, yes. Right. Right. Yeah, you're just doing these crazy attacks that just wipe stuff out. So, Wait. so it's yeah. Whereas DPS, you're kind of afraid like you're going to die. Constantly. Right. Right. You're squishy. Yeah. It's so a race to see you're, is sure. it going to kill me or can I kill it first? Yeah. Right. You're, you're where the tank much, has the power, but to to mm-hmm. not die. Well, they've got like five different buttons they can hit if they are about to die, and everything's right. fine. Yeah. Whereas DPS, your glass cannons, everybody's a glass mm-hmm. cannon, and you know, and then like yeah. I said, the healer is just super slow. And from what I've heard too is if you are going to do Torghast, either you do it solo or you do it with four or five people. Yeah, because wow. apparently if you add they haven't two figured to three, out it's scales it just, wrong. It's, it's the balance four, is off. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Too but much uh, so yeah, DPS. Pretty much. So then that, you know, so it makes it an awkward thing because like, you know, I'd love to go in with like a friend or two, but then you'll have a a bad time the whole time or I have to wait until I can get a whole group of people or I'm soloing all the time. Right, right. So, but yeah, I've I've gone through. With the one that drops mm-hmm. the puddles constantly, I hate that one in yep. the group. It's until you get the ra- the ravenous av- anima ability, yeah. and then then you can stand it at all, and it heals you. <laughs> but uh, that, that's it's a requirement for for that one. It oh, seems because yeah. otherwise, there's if you don't get that everywhere. early, you're screwed on that run. Yep. But uh, but yeah, I've I've gone through uh, curing with my paladin, nice. um, night night fay with my druid. I have the the hunter who's halfway through. Um, there as a night fay, and then I recently started my monk, who I'm planning on doing um, uh, Maldraxxus with, because it seems like uh, they get some an interesting extra brew if they go Maldraxxus. Because, Ooh. yeah, <laughs> well, and, uh, the way I think of it this brew. way, like uh, it's 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 a tank monk, so yeah, the tank monks the, they're brewing brewmasters, they brew stuff. They they've probably smelled some worse stuff than what's true, going on in Maldraxxus. Honestly, because there's, yeah, they've probably, and it's just another interesting smell. So it's like, okay, yeah. let's see what we can brew with this stuff. So right. yeah, apparently they learned, they learned to brew something from Maldraxxus and, and that that's their covenant ability. Oh, nice. So that sounded interesting to me. So uh, I figured I'd do that. And then uh, I've still haven't quite figured out who I'm going to do for a Revendreth. Um, I'm figuring maybe the, uh, a demon hunter, or a may, maybe a warlock, maybe, yeah. maybe a rogue. Yeah. Well, any of those three would probably work pretty well there. But uh, yeah, it's it's been interesting going through the story. I've I've gone, you know, I'm, I'm up to date on the Kyrian story. I'm getting there on Night Fay. Um, I've definitely enjoyed the Night Fay probably the most. Like the Kyrian was good. That's that you know, it's not knocking Kyrian at all. But Night Fay is probably still like the Night- more meaningful one. Yeah, Night Night Fay and Maldraxxus so far are very solid. Um, the the from what I heard John say until maybe two weeks ago 
the Venther one's very like meh until you start uncovering the same thing that you find in uh, Maldraxxus. So then it gets interesting. It, it, yeah. It's interesting because have you noticed um, on the Kyrian side, the Maldraxxus and the Kyrian crossover? Uh-huh. So those two cross over, and then when they got current, they've now started crossing over to the Venthyr. So the Mal- the at least the Maldraxxus side of it is now starting to explore the Venthyr side. I don't know about Kyrian. Kyrian actually has a really good way of going to all the covenants. Okay, and you'll see that as you as you move along. So they they actually found a clever way of doing it. Um, the Maldraxxus just makes sense because they're supposed to be the the protectors of of Shadowlands. Wow. So it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, they're they're supposed to go everywhere and protect everyone. So it makes sense. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that then it's it's been a great story so far. And it, it basically it, it does feel a little bit like a you know a more meaty version of Legion. You know, yeah, so absolutely. because they so that since they only have to focus on four, well five if you count them out, but you know, they only have to focus on four major major storylines instead of the ten or twelve we had for Legion, you know, which were all great, but it's really stretched them thin and they probably that's they had to, to break it down to two for, for BFA. Um, just to, to catch up with things, but yeah, it's it's been great so far, and I, uh, I've definitely been enjoying it. I have, uh, I finally got the druid to where it's raid ready um, for uh, our upcoming fun this week, um, and I have the paladin. As I've actually been raiding with all throughout the holiday break, mm-hmm. so uh, that's been uh, that's been how, fun. How are you doing um, in Castle Nathria? We are eight of ten, um, and that's only because we got distracted by shiny stuff in Ulduar. Um, <laughs> Yeah, when it was giving out good loot, now that it's not. Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's what one of those you know Fun things. Why? Yeah, that's just right. it. Yeah. Well, and it's the funny thing is, it happened in regular raid too. Like they're like, oh, oh, you guys are getting. Oh wait, you're getting a lot of loot. Okay, let's let's tone this down. That, that's much. too much. Yeah, because yeah, like Anima, they wanted this expansion to be also a loot drought. Like it's on purpose. Yeah. They're they're wanting it, to, but to kind of make up for it, the the way that they're doing the the vault, um, the weekly vault, mm-hmm. kind of helps make up for it because you get a little bit. bit more choice. Yeah, it's not just some random piece now. You can actually like like try to figure out like oh this piece might be better than that piece yada yada. But um, but yeah, no, it's it was it was a nice time, and it was nice to go back to Ulduar and and just kind of run through all that, and and we got, you know got some fun stuff out of that raid, and you know didn't get any mounts, but you know it was still a fun time there. So, and then we finally went back to uh, to normal to, to try to catch up, but you know we're we're behind, so we're gonna have to do, to push through again because you know we can't have those other uh, AIE raiders uh, getting ahead of us. So <laughs> we um yeah, speaking of the vault, I got basically snake eyes this week on two characters. I got the same wrist piece I was wearing on both characters. Oh gosh. Well, then uh, that's why they give you the chance to get so many different appear uh, types. Right. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I agree. Now, it's 3, 6 and 10, right? So if you ran both LFR wings, you should at least get two pieces of loot this week. I think it's 3, 7 and 10 actually. <sighs> Yeah, I think they did that on purpose. That's just rude. <laughs> but it's, yeah, but it's it's again, it's they're they're trying to make gear, you know, harder to get. Like they're, they're just like to the make anima it meaningful and it's they're trying to stretch out the content. <laughs> I know. It's just it's rough. It's rough. It is rough, yeah. Yeah, so they're 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 definitely a lot of give and take, and you know they they just that there's been a lot of complaints in the past about oh they're just giving away loot, they're giving it away. So yeah. because people complained about them giving away loot, they're they take it away. Yeah, yep, pretty much. But but the thing is, is like you know even though like if you are an active raider, your your gear is probably better than it. But if you're not like a huge active uh, raider, your covenant has actually been tr- keeping you pretty up to date. If you, if you keep up on the covenant story you are getting better gear. Like, every, every, you know, was it every three renown or something? They mm-hmm. up the level of, of gear you're getting. Oh, yeah. In the world quests and from the actual stuff and allow you to upgrade your old stuff. That's the other change yeah, of like. that's a huge. 
Yeah, because back in Legion, you you got your class gear, but that was it. Like you did the, whatever level it came at, that was the level it was. Whereas now you can actually upgrade it. Is of course it, you know you have to use anima, which is hard to get. But it's nice that like if you are if you want to help push yourself and you're not you're just not getting it in dungeons, you're just not getting it in the raid, you can help yourself otherwise. So that that's yeah. been a, a nice change to see. Yeah, because you have uh, eight pieces than- of eight pieces of gear that. This week could be 190. Next week, they'll be 197, which is only three item levels below what normal drops. Yep. Does normal drop 200? Yeah. And if you put your legendary in a ring or a trinket slot, as opposed to one of the main armor piece slots, you know, you're, you're doing well. So... And that's that's been and that's that's the other reason why we started pushing back on normal is because some of our our fellow uh, raiders their their really good legendaries were locked behind higher parts of the raid, so they were either didn't have their legendary yet or had to make do with a subpar one, but right. you know so it was like let's push through let's get these legendaries out because it's a guaranteed drop. Yeah, but, but yeah, no, it's it's definitely been lots and lots of wow over here. Um, the only other thing is, of course, it's, it was you know the holiday season. I like to hit as many other games as I can to to have all their holiday stuff. You know, the the wow one, of course, is just the presents uh, for for the you know the grandfather orc uh, giving us fun stuff. Um, but uh, I did enjoy the one over in Final Fantasy XIV, um, getting a lot of mileage out of the, uh, the the they gave out a snowman mount, which is just oh, nice. hilarious to. Yeah, it's hilarious to see because essentially it's you see see the snowman until you move, and then you see that it's your character in the snowman, and they're hopping around like a like like it's a almost a, a potato bag race, and they're holding the head of the the snowman and hopping around like this. <laughs> so it's kind of hilarious to see, and it's even funnier when they start flying because you can't tell is the head flying and you're holding on for dear life or, right. yeah, it's it's just it's <laughs> a funny thing to see. But yeah, that was a fun little story. Um, uh, you know, the whole meaning, the meaning of, of holiday season kind of quests. So that was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, enjoyed uh, running around in um, uh, Fallout seventy six. Had some new content come out um, for, for the holidays. Not not for the holidays, but, but during the holidays, right. where they had the uh, the Brotherhood of Steel comes uh, stomping in. So that's been fun to get back in there and and see what they're um, changing there. It's 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 coming along. Um, they're uh, it's definitely a solid game now. I highly recommend that. Nice. And uh, also Genshin Impact um, had a nice content update and a little a limited time event during the holiday season. It wasn't a holiday thing, but interesting enough, it was a snowy mountain that you went on top of. Yeah, so. Cool. It was. It was. You know. At least if you're in the northern hemisphere, it was a very. You know. Christmas uh, holiday like current type thing. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Cool. And that was fun. So yeah, that, there, there's there is no no drought of games right now. There's just so much going on, and yeah. you know, and and wow, and wow is is keeping a lot of attention, but at the same time allowing you to do you know more maintenance settings. So exactly. once you catch up and renown, maybe and a day or two daily chores. Yeah. Well, not even daily chores. Like I basically per character because I want to try to give as many of my characters uh, time as okay. possible. I can essentially do it every three days. Like right. that, like this day is good for this character. The next day is for this character because yeah. you have those the the colleagues now instead of the emissary quests. Yeah, you know? I just tend to and log it, in every day because I'm doing the anima conductors and making sure that mm-hmm. you know I get those pointed. Oh, sure, yeah. Once you get the four anima conductors reinforced, then you can buy. Um, the random legendary item from your um, guild quartermaster, and it basically gives you a random legendary power that you don't have. So, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Right. There's there's definitely a lot to do. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun, and hopefully everyone out there is having a lot of fun. I've definitely seen a lot of activity in the, in the guild, which is nice to see. Yep. Pretty cool. But. Uh, I guess that's enough out of us. Um, well, should, we, so, should we do our question of the show real quick? Yeah, we have a question of the show. What we is do. the geekiest thing you gave or got for the holidays this year? All right. we'll so we'll start Bacala. back with Bacala. All right. Uh, well, I think the geekiest thing I got, even though I don't play the game, <laughs> uh, Tet decided that I needed um, 
some appropriate Star Wars Vanguard um, or squad Star Wars Squadron, some some uh, Vanguard Squadron merch. So I have a fabulous new hiking sweatshirt <laughs> um, with the Rumble symbol on the front and the Vanguard symbol on the back. Um, I have a it's not the best color for me, but it will be great when I if I ever, you know, need to make sure I get noticed um, a orange T-shirt. <laughs> um the same and then a really cool uh black t-shirt that has the view um from the um from an x-wing looking at a tie fighter nice so yeah yeah so i got like a lot of girly stuff but uh tet made sure the geeky side was taken care of that's good and how about you tets i think that i think the geekiest thing i got is a toss-up between the Mandalorian Beskar necklace uh, <laughs> and the Everyday Astronaut. Uh, I got a shirt, long-sleeve shirt from Everyday Astronaut. Um, another one that says Norminal on it. So, yeah, I got I got geek spoiled. Um, and I think the geekiest thing we gave was a bunch of streaming stuff to Rob. Yeah. So she's starting to stream. So she now yeah, has we make sure she the ring that. light. She has the the camera. Um, second she monitor. Has the second monitor. And she got a second um, Nintendo Switch dock. And we got the Elgato. Yep. So she can stream on the Elgato. So yep. she's all set for that. What about you, Mew? For me, the geese thing I received um, was uh, Mrs. Mew got, well, not for me, but for the house, this neat um, uh, a vault uh, vault symbol that said, you know, Pruitt Family Vault. Uh-huh. And, and the number was our house number. Um, oh, cool. so that was a pretty neat thing to have. Um, so, yeah, that, that came uh, like a week ago. Uh, but, yeah, that was probably the geekiest thing I received. And the geekiest thing I gave is I got her a bunch of Renaissance stuff since we didn't get a chance to go this year. Jeez. Yeah, I, cool. I basically just got a bunch of really nice uh, Renaissance gear because um, they were, you know, of course, they're trying to keep things going. So we yeah. were oh, yeah. stuff from them. So, you know, that way, you know, we didn't get to do the usual yearly thing, but we still Same got here. the... Yeah, yeah. We got, we got we got a little bit of the taste of it, you know. Yeah, we and were scheduled to go on March. Yeah, we were scheduled to go on March twenty second. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> and they've already canceled this year. So, right. Yeah. Well, you'll right. just have to come to ours once because hopefully by then things will be one yeah. hopes. Yeah, that would be delightful and yes. delightful. Yes. Alrighty, so. Sounds like that's going to be our show for tonight. So while the chat room begins suggesting show titles, we want to thank ourselves for joining ourselves. So thank us ourselves. Yay! We're the Yay. best. Yay! All uh, right. And if you have questions or concerns or comments about the outcome, I have concerns. Um, you can email us at. Okay, maybe that's not a different concerns, podcast. Guys. That's a different podcast. I, yes, yes, I guess it different. is. All right. If you have qu- questions or comments about our show, you can email us at podcast at aie-guild.org. You can follow us on Twitter. The show is at AIE Podcast. Mew is at the Mew Cow. I am at Cyberwave, and Tet is at Ivory Tiger. We record live with videos when it works every other Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Max. I really shouldn't encourage him, should I? No, no, um, you shouldn't. I should. I shouldn't. All right. Um, you can join Max, the chat room. That's why Seema doesn't heal him. <laughs> I would. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Um, you can join the chat room and play along with us at our website aie-guild.org/podcast-live-stream. Our Discord server is for chat is aie-guild info.disc/discord. For past episodes, you can see them on our YouTube channel. Um, look for the AIE podcast. Our theme is composed by the amazing Andrew Allen. Follow him at Keys with Soul or visit his website andrewallenmusic.com. And now it's time to play all of the great AI member segments we received this week, including Ask Buxley, who is in our chat room and suggesting show titles. Sure. (laughs) Cute. And next time, it's New Year, so we're working on our guest lineup. So we'll let you know when we figure it out. So until then, AIE, this is MewCow. This is Makala. This is Tetsemi. And this has been the AIE Podcast. Gentlemen and ladies, ladies and gentlemen, these treasures and 
Buy one Buxley, get one free. Buxley here to answer your World of Warcraft questions in this edition of Ask Buxley. This question is about shopping. Dear Buxley, what can you tell me about shopping in Shadowlands? Well, you're not the only one to get excited about the shopping mall in Shadowlands. I was thinking there would be a lot of shops, vendors with a food court, and a couple of anchor stores at either end of the mall, you know, in case you needed to buy an anchor for your boat. But it's not like that at all. I've been there, and I'm here to spell it out for you. It is B-A-D terrible. Rocks everywhere, demons running around, things on fire. Not normal things on fire, like everything on fire. Most everyone in Shadowlands knows it's terrible, and I think they're looking for someone to blame it on, and I think they picked me. I mean, it's pretty well known I walk all over Azeroth explaining things. I do this in town a lot, I think in the morning, and sometimes people call me the Ogremar Walker because I walk around, you know, early in the morning, you know, thinking things through. Maybe I've done a little bit too much walking and people know this because I get to the shopping mall and everyone starts calling me the shopping mall walker. Everywhere I go, they say, mall walker, help me with this. Mall walker, help me with that. You're the only one that can get in, in and out of the mall. Can you buy me one of these things the next time you're there? Now, I'm looking around at all these rocks and demons and everything on fire, and I think, this cannot be the shopping mall. This must be the parking lot. I finally came to that conclusion because there's no riding around on mounts in that place. And everything is valet parking, so you can't ride yourself around. Okay, I can deal with that. I look around a long time, and I finally find the entrance to the shopping mall. They call it Torghast, which is a terrible name. But I'm pretty sure the marketing department worked on it hard, so we'll give them a break. Anyway, I go inside this place, and there's some giant staircases. And I'm thinking, hey, look at this. It's open. This is great. And I look around and, no, it's not all open. There are only a couple sections open every week. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll go in here anyway. So I go into one of these places. Uh, let's just say they have a lot more cleaning up to do. I couldn't find a single open shop. No food courts. There are mall rats running around all over the place. And there are bad things just standing around waiting to attack you. In some places in the shopping mall, they even have giant escalators linking one floating platform to the next. And they're not working yet either. Instead of standing at the bottom of the escalator riding up, the escalator chains don't move at all. You have to walk up the whole way. I mean, what's the point of that? There's hardly any room to walk. One step and you fall off the edge. They really need to get some guardrails in there. Oh, and speaking of guards, every floor in this place has a guard at the end where you have to fight just to go past them to get up to the next level. I, I don't know. Maybe I was just in there before they were ready to open. Thanks for your question. If you'd like to listen to new Ask Buxley episodes, subscribe to the Ask Buxley podcast on your favorite podcast app or visit AskBuxley.com. Torghast isn't going to make money, friend. Part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. <laughs>